welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone's having an absolutely amazing day today. A lot of stuff going on down here at Health Masters, as always, and we are continuing to get out everybody's orders as quickly as possible. We have started to get a little bit more, um, I guess, speedy delivery time, you should say, with the U.S. Postal Service that we primarily use. I know a lot of people were complaining over the last couple months there have been some delays. It looks like they're starting to speed up. We've also switched over on some orders to a little bit more UPS, the brown truck, as they seem to be a little bit more efficient and reliable right now. So again, thank you for your patience on that. And also to update everybody, I know there's a lot of stuff that's going on as far as with the food market, with everything right now, the economy, and let everybody know we have more of the organic food buckets coming in. We're still catching up, fulfilling all the pre-orders that came in. I told you guys, we're getting them in waves, so we're just continuing to fulfill the orders as we get them in. Some people that have ordered very large orders, you know, like say five, ten buckets at a time, we are what we're doing is to make it fair for everybody we're getting them, you know, two, three, four, five buckets out and then being able to send the next five buckets, say, in the following few weeks so that we can keep everybody getting food buckets. Because I had a conversation with an individual the other day that's kind of in the same market, uh, and they told me, they said, what's going to happen right now, and they said this isn't, you know, a speculative aspect is, you know, obviously we see what's going on with the economy, and Dad's going to talk about that in a second. What, what our perception and what the illusion is we're watching right now is not the truth. And also, too, in the food market, the entire aspect of food with what we've seen with the fires, the freezes, the floodings, everything over the last two to three years has been culminating. And something that I found very interesting now is I've heard multiple reports from this is that a lot of stores, such as Home Depot and Lowe's, have actually had to throw out a lot of their seeds as they've basically been expiring. You know, some seeds are good for extended period of time. Other ones, you know, the ones that are kept more in the humidity outside, not really stored properly, they're only good for so long, and you have to dispose of them after a certain amount of time. And if you remember now, it was about uh, six months ago, I think, when the stores such as Home Depot and Walmart were giving edicts, and some governors were giving edicts, saying you can only go in the store to buy essential items. And if you remember this, a lot of these governors and a lot of these stores were saying that seeds and farming equipment and like gardening equipment, like tools, like shovels, were not essential items, which it blew my mind. I could not physically understand how you can tell somebody, oh, you can go into a store, you can go buy bread and milk, and you can go buy clothes if you need to, uh, but you can't go buy seeds because, you know, that's not essential when growing and gardening is super essential. Well, apparently now a lot of those seeds have basically had to, been th- had to be thrown out. So at the same time we have a food issue going on, at the same time we're having a massive volatility in the economy, at the same time we're having a huge shortage in food. Food buckets just all across the globe. People are having a difficult time in this country getting food buckets out because of the demand. And at that exact time, we've now seen so many recalls on all these different items. Very, very strangely, some cases. So again, I encourage everybody: whether you get organic USDA certified food buckets from me, 
or if you want to get just cans and beans and rice from the store, I don't care. I'm here to help everybody out the best I can, but my biggest thing I can tell everybody right now, my biggest advice, make sure you have some backup food on store, regardless of what it is. Try to do the best you can. If you like certified organic food, that's why we try to go this route. If you just want to have some rice and beans at your house, do something, please, because this is going to culminate into something much, much bigger over the next six to 12 months with everything we're watching right now, Dad. So I kind of want to start off with that. How are you doing this morning? Oh, awesome. I'm absolutely blessed. I mean, just shaking down, running over, pressed together so my cup cannot contain it. That's my confession this morning. But I also will say to you guys, Austin's right about the food. Uh, I don't care at this point what you buy. You know, I know that that's a horrible way to market stuff, but that just is what it is. You know, and thank you for getting your organic stuff from us because it's a lot healthier for you. But, you know, if you want to go to the grocery store and just get cans or, like Austin says, beans and rice, you know, I'm not going to be that guy that says, oh, you, you got to get your stuff from us. Well, I thank you for doing that, but I'm not that guy. I mean, you know, food is food. Now, I prefer you buy organic because that's what we eat here at the house, and I don't want you to get sick off the storable food, but you need to have a couple months' supply of food at home. And I, I don't really care. I mean, the problem is if the power goes out, which who knows what they're going to do with all that, you know, you've got to have something that's going to be able to either be stored, you know, without refrigeration, and then you're gonna, but you're going to also have to have something like a propane burner to cook on. So it's yeah. getting to that kind of point right now. I'm, I'm not blowing the whistle on this, but I'm just saying that, you know, there's just a lot of weird stuff happening right now all over the world. You know, with Russia losing, with Iowa losing almost its entire corn crop a few weeks ago. I mean, not that we're, that we want to eat GMO corn, but it's just that that's what's happening. And you got to understand what the federal, federal again, this is the bankers again. The bankers are doing all of this stuff. They did it's Russia. They starved Russia half to death. They killed the farmers in Russia. I mean, they actually yep. went into Russia when the Soviets took over. And the farmers wanted to keep a certain amount for the crops for the following year. They wanted to keep a certain amount for their families. They wanted to keep a certain amount to make a little bit of money. And Russia went in and said, you can't do that because you guys are basically wards of the state. Now you're basically peasants, and we're all in this together in this communist utopia. So we're going to kill you guys. And they did. They killed the farmers. Just, just killed them. And when they killed the farmers, Russia starved because nobody else knew how to grow anything. So these guys... If you understand their mindset, it's these are again, and I've talked about this before. These guys are not—they're not really humans. I'm just, I'm just blunt with you. They're basically spawn of Lucifer. This is by, this is by their own words. They consider themselves to be the mind, benign Nephilim, sons of the fallen, uh, the progeny of Lucifer himself. You know, they're like they're like they're like Satan. You know, incarnate his children, you know, from the fallen angels and all of these different bloodlines they say that came from Cain. That's what they believe. Now, the problem is, is that you have to wonder why they don't have any empathy, why they don't have any sympathy, why so many of them are psychopaths, why so many of them lie constantly, why so many of them consider you to be cattle. Well, because they consider themselves to be different than you, they consider themselves to be better than you, they consider themselves to be superior from a racial standpoint to you. These guys are true racists. I mean, they really hate people that aren't their DNA. And they don't really see you as a problem to kill you. Now, I know that sounds weird. It sounds awful. What a way to start a show. Yuck. But, guys, this is the mindset. So this is what you have to do. It's kind of like this. 
and you guys know if you own a business and you, and you guys know when you hang out with people and they start lying to you all right you know immediately if they lie from you there's a probability they're probably going to steal from you it's kind of the same spirit and so employers have learned this a long time ago if a person lies on a job interview that means they're going to lie from that point forward in most cases and you see it over and over and over and over again when you're an, when you're an employer and you, and you realize, you say, when you say to somebody, have you been arrested or may I run a background check on you or whatever you have to do that's legal in your state to ask them to do that, and they say, well, no, I've got nothing in my background. Now, as soon as you run the background check, you found they've been arrested for and put in jail for not paying child support. Well, that's kind of a you know bad charge, but it's not like they went out and killed somebody. But they still lie about little petty things like that. If they start lying about little things like that, which that's not petty because people need child support, need child support. But it's one of those things that they're not like a meth dealer or crack dealer or, or you know, or, or, or thief or bank robber, right? But I've learned over the years when people start that with job applications and job interviews, it's best just to go to the next applicant. Why? Because you're starting off, you know, in an un, how should I say? An unstable environment to start with, with lying and stuff. And invariably, they always they don't disappoint you. They do something stupid. They don't show back up to work or whatever. It doesn't matter if you try to give them a chance. So, guys, little newsflash for you. Really important that you're upfront and honest with anybody when you apply for a job. Just tell them the truth. They're either going to hire you or they're not because they're going to find it out from the background check anyhow. It's really important that you do that. Now, also, I want to talk about the central banks again because these guys are the ones that are doing all of this stuff. Since the lockdowns in COVID back in March, the central banks have purchased every hour, every hour, $1.4 billion worth of assets. That's about $33 billion a day or about a trillion dollars a month. All right. In addition to that, they've purchased every hour since the March, since the March lockdowns in the NASDAQ. $1.68 billion worth of stuff every hour, which is about $38 billion a day or well over a trillion dollars a month. That's just March, April, May, June, July, August, and this is September. That's seven months. That's $14 trillion they've put into the markets in order, you know, just to do this. This is, this is insane, the numbers that we're actually looking at with this. Now, you, you look at what's also going on with the economy, and you go, well, that's just insanity. Well, the, the Fed now owns nearly one-third of all mortgages in the United States. Now, that means basically they're the owners of one-third of all the housing in the United States. Now, this is the same thing they started back in 1929 when they contracted the M1 money supply. And I, I keep telling you guys it's the bankers. It's the high-level Rothschild banking cartel, and most of their names aren't Rothschild anymore, by the way. They've been married and intermarried, and names have been changed, and all this other kind of stuff. But they own one-third of all mortgages right now. And what's crazy is, you know, Zero Hedge came out with an article that says the U.S. is hemorrhaging $3 billion a week from the tourism crash. Now, let me give you the math here. $3 billion a week, okay? Well, 30 times 3 is basically, you know, uh, $90 billion, whatever, you know, that'd be so three times thirty times three billion times four is about twelve billion a month. Well, times five months is about sixty billion dollars, versus 
trillions, tens of trillions of dollars. This shows you how big the intervention is. Living here in Florida, you can't imagine how big the tourism industry is here. It's huge. I mean, it's absolutely huge. From the beaches to the theme park with the rat over there at Disney. Uh, oh, that's why I shouldn't have said rat. The rat theme park. That's, that'd be Mickey Mouse, right? All of this stuff is monstrous for what it does to the hotels, what it does to the traffic, what it does to everything. And we go to the beaches, it's the same thing. Florida's a huge tourism state. So $3 billion per week from tourism crash, or about $12 billion per month. So about $60 billion total versus over $10 trillion. The numbers here are, are staggering. It shows you the Federal Reserve intervention into the markets, pushing up the stock markets. They did the exact same thing in World War One. They came in in Germany, and they bought up all the blue-chip stocks. They bought up all the gold, bought up all the silver. And then what ended up happening at the end of the war, when it was all said and done, they owned everything. Now, this was... Made, this made it very easy because the majority of these bankers were Jewish. It made it very easy for, or claimed to be Jewish, synagogue of Satan. But it made it very easy for Hitler to come in and say, look at the Jews, look at the Jews, look what they've done. And so it made it very easy to build up a huge anti-Semitism against them because of the fact that they had done this. Well, they're doing it again, the synagogue of Satan. And the sad part about it is, is that people don't really see it happening because they're like, oh, my 401k is doing great. Oh, wow, my stocks have gone up. Oh, wow, my stocks have gone up and the economy's in shambles. Well, have you thought about why that's happening? They're Again, it's subterfuge. They're working around you to take all of your stuff and to own all the major corporations like General Motors or Ford or, or Chrysler or whatever they want. They just buy because they print the money out of nothing. This is where all the money's coming from. And then they just basically transfer the funds and buy the stock, push the markets up, and people think, well, it's okay, no big deal. But it's not okay, and it is a big deal. By the way, the airlines are begging for bigger bailouts despite optimistic headlines on the U.S. air travel rebound. Well, I hate to tell you, there is no headline on an optimistic travel rebound. It's horrible what's happening with, this, with the airlines industry still. But here's the irony to me. You know, all of these airlines, especially Delta, Peasant, wear your mask. Peasant, do this. Peasant, do that. And if we're going to put you on the no-fly list, peasant, because you didn't have your mask on properly, peasant. And, you know, now these guys are coming out, and they're throwing people off the planes, putting thousands and thousands of people on the no-fly list, and now they're begging for bigger bailouts. Well, why would they do that? Well, because they're idiots, okay? They don't really understand that – their publicity that they're getting from this is so bad from how they're treating people is going to affect them. People will say, well, we're going to drive to Florida to go to the rat. No, we're not. We're going to drive, you know, let's fly. No, we're not going to fly because why? Because of what the airlines have done and how they're going to force us to wear masks. I know so many people that have decided they're going to drive because they don't want to fly anymore because of what the airlines have done. This is some, this, this is turning into a marketing nightmare. For the airlines, an absolute marketing nightmare. In fact, American Airlines right now, they've been allowing their employees to wear Black Lives Matter pins. Pins. Now, well, there's a problem with that, with a Black Lives Matter pin, because why? Because a lot of the people who fly on the airlines, 
their husbands and their loved ones and their sons and their daughters are police officers that have been accosted by Black Lives Matter. But it, it doesn't really matter because they don't really think much about the fact that what they're doing is affecting them from a marketing standpoint. And see, this is the thing that people don't get is that these people that are running the show are the ones that are controlling everything. So when they say to you, we're going to increase the M1 money supply, everybody goes, okay, because we don't have a choice. We don't vote on that. This is the Fed. We've given them full autonomy in the United States. Uh, we're going to control the Federal Reserve Bank in New York, and we're going to control the Treasury with it through the Exchange Stability Fund to make sure we maintain good stability in American's currency in 1934. And everybody goes, okay. Well, they don't realize they just said the, tre the, tre the Fed took over the Treasury when they did that. This is what happened. And then they say, oh, by the way, we've got to figure out some kind of way to launder money through our international banks for all of the Afghan heroin that's being sold. And we're going to go ahead and start using our bigger banks like Deutsche Bank and a bunch of other ones to basically run the cash through from these third world dictators who are growing heroin to make sure we give them enough money so the CIA can be supplied with black ops money. You think, well, this is crazy, but this this is what they do. Now, see, this is who these people are who run the planet. It's controlled by organized crime. Jewish, Italian, Russian, Irish, all these different mafiosa families work together for all of this gun running, drug smuggling, cash laundering, and here we are. You think, well, it shouldn't have been this way. No, it shouldn't have been. But when you put a group of basically Satanists in charge of the planet's money supply, this is what you get. What do you think, Oz? That's exactly right. That's exactly what you get. This is why the bankers are the most vile aspect in the country. I mean, that's, they, they are the ones that fund both sides of the wars. Enough said. And this is why every war is a banker war. I mean, you can go back in history and research this and you find out every single time whether you, all you got to do is dig deep enough and push enough rocks to the side and uncover enough mud, you'll find them. And guys, and I, when I say that, I don't mean bankers at your local bank, the bank managers and the branch tellers and the people that are helping you out. The, most of those people, and I've talked to a lot of them before, most of them are oblivious to what these central banks do and these big banks do. Because remember, majority of the banks, a lot of them just average banks, even those banks aren't heavy hitters. Remember, there's even levels to this with these bankers. You have like peasant, middle-class bankers, you know, bankers that have nice, you know, home banks, people, they may have a couple branches, and then you have the big boy bankers, the ones that are involved with the Fed and run the country, like Goldman Sachs and Citi. These are the ones that pull the strings. These are the ones that control the narrative. You start going to a lot of these local banks, they, they have no idea what's going on. They, they tried to get involved in something, they couldn't get something done. It, you have to look at who's at the very top, and this is why on almost every economic downfall and almost every economic collapse and almost every war, almost anything, when the bankers are involved in it, they always obfuscate to make sure it goes off on something else and not them, meaning they can't come back. The populace can't come back and say, did you see what these bankers did at Goldman Sachs? And the problem was in 2008, 
they got busted. A lot of them got busted. And so they had to, they realized real quick, especially how mad everybody got when a lot of these CEOs from these banks were getting these huge $100 million bonuses and then basically jetting out of the country and flying out. Everybody realized real quick what complete and total pieces of crap these individuals are that run the top banks. And so after that happened, they went, okay, this, this doesn't work. We got to figure out what to do. And so now, They've gone in and they've used this COVID as a great example, a great excuse to come in and control everything. Because, I mean, in some countries now, it's gotten so far out of hand as far as what they're doing with just tyrannical rules. I saw these couple videos in Spain yesterday. A lot of people have been talking about Spain, but Spain has been getting insane with their restrictions. They've gone in now. They basically said that the new Spanish law that you cannot go anywhere without wearing a face mask. Whether inside or out, you have to wear a face mask. They actually, over the weekend, I think it was yesterday, a couple of days ago, I was watching a video, they were using low-flying helicopters fitted with loudspeakers to yell at people about COVID-19 curfew rules and social distancing on the beaches. I kid you not. This is the same thing where they did this publicity stunt, in my opinion, to try to make it. And I think they really arrested her, but it was a big publicity stunt, a big fear stunt, big psychop, where they two, the two guys in complete and total hazmat suits ran out there and grabbed this girl that was surfing because she had been tested for COVID and she still went out to go surfing and they had law enforcement back them up in a restaurant and these hazmat suits walked off the beach. Bizarre. Something you, you, you see in some sci-fi film. But it happened over there. Why? Because that's what they want to keep doing is instilling fear. There's another video that just came out over in Spain. Two women were basically walking and ended up getting beaten by officers for not wearing their masks properly. They're basically walking by themselves, and all of a sudden, there's officers basically engage them. And they're like, you gotta wear a mask. It was, we're all wearing a mask. You're not wearing it properly. And they're like, dude, you're not the mask police. Basically, shut up, piss off. Like, you know, don't bother us anymore. And so they ended up getting this huge altercation. The cops ended up beating them. Well, apparently they've had enough of it now, because now a video has basically surfaced where a, basically a, a group of people are walking, and a girl doesn't have a mask on, and these Gestapo police, remember, this This isn't like a violent protest. Let me clarify this. This isn't BLM or Antifa rioting and throwing Molotov cocktails. These people are literally walking. And all of a sudden, these cops push through the people that are basically around her and grab her, and they're basically arresting her. All, I mean, these cops, like, descend on her. And they're yelling, basically talking about, you're not wearing a mask. We're arresting you now. We're hauling you off. And she's, like, kicking and yelling and screaming. She's like, you get off me. And all of a sudden, everybody else pulls their mask off. Everybody else starts grabbing the cops and pulling them back. So no, 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 no. Then all of a sudden, a crowd starts gathering. They said, no, you're not going to arrest her today. We're done. This is over with. And all of a sudden, the, the cops that are there are like, Oh, boy, we just stirred up the hornet's nest with this. People aren't just going to sit beside and record it anymore. And granted, I, I've already told you guys, I'm a huge, huge advocate for law enforcement. This is not law enforcement. This is tyranny enforcement. Law enforcement is there to do two things, to serve and protect. 
This is not serving and this is not protecting. This is enforcing tyranny. This is exactly what has happened in certain countries, and it has gone completely unchecked, and it's escalated further and further and further and further and further. This is why I've told everybody, if everybody stops wearing masks, they can't do anything about it. If you have 50 people and only one person is walking around without a mask, it's pretty easy to single them out, just like they did in this video. If you have 50 people walking and 50 people aren't wearing masks, you can have a pretty difficult time arresting everybody, especially if they're not doing anything unlawful except trying to travel freely unmolested on their way. And that's what people have to understand. This is why I've told everybody and I've encouraged everybody. If you're not actively going into a place that you know you really need to be wearing some type of respirator because of a toxic substance or some type of serious viral exposure and you need to get a hazmat suit on, that's what you're doing. That's what you're doing. But if you're just going to normal places and you're walking around outside and you're going to a restaurant and you're doing stuff, just say no. Say no thank you. Absolutely not. If they say anything to you about it, say, I'm sorry, I have, I have a medical condition. And at that point in time, they cannot legally tell you you have to wear a mask. I have a medical condition. They can't ask you what your medical condition is. Everybody has to start standing their ground on this because every time you put on a mask solely for the purpose that somebody wants you to do it and you do it, it's only for your compliance and submission. Let me clarify that. These masks are not doing anything. That's why I saw a thing the other day. Somebody sent me here. I think Sharon posted it on her Instagram page. Said, if the six feet distance, social distancing works, why are we wearing a mask? If the mask works, why are we social distancing? Okay, well, those two are just precautionary measures. Okay, so we need to do both of them. So if we do both of these and we social distance and we wear masks, we're good. Well, why then the lockdowns and the continued restrictions and not allowing restaurants to open? Oh, well, because we're trying to use more precautions. Okay, well, if that's the case and those are all precautions that are working, then why do we need a vaccine? Well, we need a vaccine for herd immunity to protect everybody. Okay, well, if the vaccine's so effective and it's so safe, then why are we basically giving them full immunity? Well, you know, we know that the vaccine is going to be completely safe. We're going to release it when it's 100% effective and safe. Well, if that's the case, like you continue to tell us, and everybody needs to get the shot because it's going to be 100% effective and safe, then why is Bill Gates saying that we're going to have to get multiple doses of the shot, and they might not work at all, and we're still going to need to wear a mask, and we're still going to need to social distance, and we're still going to need to lockdown until we can figure out how many rounds of vaccine doses we need to be injected with before it works. Obviously, we're being lied to. If you can't see through that, then you need to go back and look at the big picture and use some critical thinking. This is what's continuing to happen all over the country. And now you have, and this is something very nefarious at all, that Amazon just appointed the former director of the NSA to its board. I can't even make this up. You guys know I talk about Amazon all the time. I loathe Amazon. I refuse to support Amazon. I'm one of the only people I know that never buys anything from Amazon whatsoever, period. I will not buy from them. Will not support them at all. The problem with it is they're engulfed in everything now. Remember, Amazon also has a military contract inside. That's one of the reasons why they've grown and they continue to build billions and billions and billions of dollars every single month, especially every time we start having any type of conflict, they get bigger. 
any time we had the COVID, they get bigger. We now have them appointing NSA head, former NSA head, General Keith Alexander, to the board of directors, prompting privacy advocates to suggest the move could be highly connected to Alexander's previous experiment, experience and involvement in mass surveillance operations. Now, a lot of people go, General Keith Alexander, former head of the NSA. That sounds really familiar. Yes, it should be. It should sound familiar to you. Alexander served as the NSA director from 2005 until he retired in 2014. He spearheaded and oversaw the agency's monolithic program encompassing the entire mass spine of Americans and the entire world, which officials lied about and Snowden busted them for. The NSA director came in in 2013, member, and defended sweeping surveillance programs because he said, allegedly, they stopped the plot against Wall Street, which is a complete and total lie we later found out. Alexander, he also deployed the PRISM tool. He completely and totally pushed this through and got it deployed to the NSA. The PRISM tool was it swept vast amounts of data from every single platform, including Google, Microsoft, Yahoo, Facebook, and literally monitored everything, to phone calls, to emails, to text messages, to photos, everything you could possibly do digitally, PRISM picked it up and data logged it. This was that Alexander that handled all this. And when Snowden exposed the NSA activity, they were pretty irritated about that. And Edward Snowden put out a tweet yesterday. It basically said, he goes, it turns out, hey, Alexa, is short for, hey, Keith Alexander. Yes, the Keith Alexander personally responsible for the unlawful mass surveillance program that caused a giant global scandal. And we find out now Amazon's web services host 6% of all websites worldwide. The AWS, I'm going to repeat that. Amazon Web Services, which is their cloud website hosting services. These are things similar as a lot of people have heard, you know, um, GoDaddy, WP Engine, DreamHost, stuff like that. They're, they're website hosting platforms. AWS, Amazon's hosting platform, hosts 6% of the websites worldwide. My friends, they now operate, monitor, and control essentially through their web hosting over 5% of the entire global website in this big ball we live on. That's how big this company has become. And now we have the former NSA head now working for them on the board. Nothing creepy about that. That's why I continue to tell everybody, vote with your dollar. Stop giving money to Amazon. Just because you find it for 30 cents cheaper doesn't mean you need to buy it from there. There are many good websites that have different types of products, including eBay, which I like eBay because you have independent sellers on there. You don't just have Amazon controlling and running everything. Amazon completely and totally, and you can mark my words on this, and everything I've said about them for the last three years has been fully accurate. They will, and they are poised to become the giant global retailer online in the entire world, and they will be used to control and disseminate every single product we get if we allow them to do so. There's a reason why it continues to grow at an exponential rate even during a complete and total economic downfall right now. The bankers love Amazon. They make insane amounts of money off Amazon, and the data they collect off Amazon is beyond invaluable. 
Please vote with your wallets when it comes to everything, including other companies and local companies. Stop shopping at Starbucks and buying overpriced coffee for a company that does not support your Second Amendment and grossly contributes to Planned Parenthood. Target, all these other ones. Research companies that you work at or you work for or you look at or you go and you shop at and vote with your dollar to try to make the difference you can because people go up. It's just me. You know, I only spend, you know, $50 a month there, $100 a month there, whatever I spend there. And I go, okay, well, that's cool. That's you. Well, you wake up one other person. Well, now that's you spend $100 a month, they spend $100 a month, and you stop spending $200 a month because y'all two combined. Now you wake up another person. That person wakes up two more people. And it continues to culminate like that until they start seeing a reduction in sales. This happened numerous times with companies. Wake up and understand that we, as an aggregate in this country, have a huge impact if we want to. We just have to see through the smoke and mirrors and band together and stop falling for all this nonsense and division that they're constantly trying to put under us and tell us, you have to be this side or you have to be that side or you have to be this and you have to be that. No. You have to be American. That's my only stance here. And you really need to be Christian. But other than that, you can have a different viewpoint on stuff as long as you're not a communist. If you're a communist, you have no place in this country. You need to leave and you need to get out because we're going to make sure you are not welcome here any longer. As we have already started to show a lot of these Antifa communist clowns, this is not something we're going to tolerate and lie down idly while they try to do a full-blown communist revolution in this country. Not in this country. Not now. Not while I'm alive, Dad. Wow, well said, Austin. I mean, I feel the exact same way. And it, it, let's let's go let's go back to history again. We always have to remember these guys use history history as an algorithm, and what they do. In 1933, Samuel Untermyer, the same guy who blackmailed Woodrow Wilson to pass the Federal Reserve Act, the income tax, and to get us into World War One, the absolute worst syphilis-infested president we've ever had, Woodrow Wilson, he basically destroyed the country single-handedly because of his compromised sexual life. Okay, it kind of reminds us of Bill Clinton. He looks like he's got AIDS now, but he's about to die. Of course, if you were married to Hillary Clinton, you'd probably wish you were dead anyhow. Just thought I'd throw that in there. But then goes right, let's go back to 1933. The same Samuel Untermyer declares war on Germany on WABC for international Jews who controlled all of the distribution, pretty much all of the distribution of supplies and products throughout the world. He said they could no longer bring any products into the United States or ship globally out of Germany, any products that were made by Germans. To the point they had massive street protests in New York City about if they'd find a pair of socks at Macy's or whatever that were knitted in Germany. I mean, it was that bad. And they crippled Germany's economy because of that. Which made the people hate the Jews even more in Germany because of what they had done in World War One. The international bankers. Now I'm talking about the synagogue of Satan, and also it just kept blowing and blowing and blowing. Now why did they do that? The international banks knew that they would create massive, massive, massive hatreds towards the Jewish community. Then we got concentration camps. It just gets it just kept getting worse. Well, five million Jews left alive in concentration camps in Germany and in Poland. And in Austria, what they do, a lot of those Jewish folks wanted to get out of Europe, and they moved to Palestine in 1948. This was one of the primary reasons they did this, guys, was to reestablish Israel, because the Jewish bankers are the ones who financed Adolf Hitler. I'm going to repeat that. The international globalists, the CFR members, are the ones who financed Adolf Hitler. 
And it's all about obfuscation and manipulation. It's all about forcing us the direction they want to force us based upon what they do. And they use history lessons that they've learned that have worked really well, like the Russian Revolution using Antifa. Now we have this Russian Communist Revolution in the United States using Antifa, and we're breaking us up into separate individual ethnic units to try to force people to hate one another racially. This is what they're doing. And I feel sorry for the Jews that aren't involved in any of this stuff. I really do. I feel sorry for the blacks who aren't involved with Black Lives Matter who are involved with, with this stuff. I feel sorry for the college students who aren't doggone socialists and going to socialist parties and, and, and communist indoctrination centers in their local universities who just want an education. I feel sorry for all of the people who are being caught in the middle and being thrown under the bus by this stuff. I really do. I really feel sorry for Christians that are completely and totally being persecuted all over the world now and continuing to be belittled because of people like Jerry Falwell, who now Michael Cohen is saying in his book that Jerry Falwell supported Trump in 2016 because Becky Falwell had nude photographs of her that were available apparently, and Cohen made those go away so they wouldn't go online or got them off the line or whatever it was. Because remember, when these guys are swingers, they like to post pictures of their wives and themselves online. Just no, I'm not pushing any fingers here right now at you know at, uh, at, at Falwell, but this is what they do. They take out ads and magazines to promote their filth, sell their wife. I mean, sick. This is what these clowns do. And then Becky Falwell, there will be an interview this week. She starts screaming in the background using God's name in vain to get off the blankety-blankety-blankety phone using God's name in vain to Jerry. And Jerry's so ego-driven, he can't shut his stupid mouth. He's got to get on the telephone tell everybody what they should and shouldn't think. He's that absolutely morally compromised and is a complete and total megalomaniac. You know, I, I've run into megalomaniacs in my life, and, and these guys basically you know, want to control everybody and everything and everyone's thoughts, and they try to control everything. And if you try to give them some feedback that maybe they shouldn't do this, they single you out and slam you, cut you off as a friend or cut you off even under church. I've seen it with pastors. And you think, what the heck? Well, I've learned a long time. There are, some, there are some talk show hosts out there, and I know I can give you multiple names that I'm not going to, who are complete and total psychotic megalomaniacs that they basically act like they own and run the world and that they can do anything they want to do to whoever they want to do it to. I'm talking about all show hosts now. I'm not talking about mainstream. They're all a bunch of controlled parrots by the CIA and Occupation Mockingbird. I'm talking about guys who get out here in the alt-media world and start thinking they own everything and control everybody. I've seen it. I mean, I've seen it. I've, I've, gosh, I, oh, I'm not going any further. You guys start figuring out who I'm talking about. But guys, it's so important that you understand if they're not talking to you about Jesus, if they're not talking to you about a third temple, if they're not talking to you about the Kabbalah or the wizards that run the planet or the Federal Reserve Bank and what the Federal Reserve Bank is doing, if they're not talking to you about that on an ongoing basis and bringing it up all the time, there's a really good possibility that they're compromised. Just thought I'd mention that. And why would you say that, Ted? Well, because if you can't, you can't explain this. If they don't want to talk to you about the Afghan heroin, and every once in a while, every couple months, I'll tell you the little, little list that they need to be listened to. If they don't want to talk to you about Afghan heroin and slinging dope through the central banks and slinging dope through all these different banks, these member banks, and how they laundered their money, then they're just playing games with you. You know, Donald Trump 
did a meeting now, you know, with the guy basically who put Nixon down. And well, I didn't have a meeting. He had a bunch of telephone interviews with him, Woodward. And it was funny. I, I listened to one of the interviews. And again, Donald Trump's a megalomaniac. He's going to call him out for what he is. All right. That's why he puts everybody down and calls people names and he doesn't want to listen to anybody. He's a weirdo. But he's also an actor on a stage. That's maybe the role he's supposed to be playing as a megalomaniac right now. I don't know. But basically, Woodward asked him if he could interview him. And then Donald Trump said, okay. And Woodward basically says, can I record the conversation? Trump says, sure, why not? That's a megalomaniac. He's an idiot. All right? He's making stupid decisions. So now Woodward basically releases the audio tapes about Trump saying back in February how unbelievably dangerous the COVID virus was and how it was decimating China. And basically he's going to play it down in the United States. He says it on audio tape. I listened to it yesterday. And I'm like, what the heck? Well, megalomaniac. They think they can do whatever they want to do whenever they want to do it. Trump said he'd like to walk up to women and grab them by their uh-huhs. Uh-huh, that's what he said. Got him on tape saying that, too. Everybody ignores all that. This man's not a Christian. He's another weird player, megalomaniac, probably a cabalist because his daughter is and his son-in-law is and just playing the game with everybody. And so you have to think through all of this stuff. Now, I'm going to say this again for my Trump supporters, okay? I supported Trump four years ago. Had a huge sign in my yard for six months before and after the election. I, I, I got caught up in the whole thing because Hillary Clinton, I didn't want to sabotage witch in the doggone White House. I did. But you got to remember, if you're going to vote for Trump, that's your choice. I'm not going to tell you not to do that. But the reality is Trump's going to win the election anyhow because they haven't given him a viable candidate to run against. I mean, Joe Biden is senile. He's a sniffer groper. That's all he is. So he's gonna, Trump's going to win because he's going to rebuild the third temple for Israel. That's the whole reason that he's there, probably, because they want to bring their Antichrist out on the temple steps, like it says in the book of Thessalonians, and declare him God, because the basically Sabbatean Kabbalists, synagogue of Satan, who run Lucifer, who run, who run by Lucifer, who run Israel, are, are basically running the White House, and has run the United States Congress for a long, long, long time, through the CFR, through the ADL, through the all these different groups that Bilderberger, Council of 300, Bohemian Grove, all of it's controlled by the by these sabotans. And guys, this is the thing we have to understand. Donald Trump is just a figurehead. Just oh, As long as you know that, it's kind of like Austin said yesterday, if you're going to wear the mask because you really feel it's going to help, then wear it. If you're going to wear the mask because you feel as though you don't want to be laughed at or people look at you funny and you don't want to be made a point of ridicule, or whatever, and you just want to be told what to do, then I wouldn't wear the mask. That, just your choice on all of this stuff. But, but Donald Trump will win the election. By the way, I mentioned yesterday about a Mason guy who had an interview. I listened to the entire interview. I no longer recommend the interview. There really wasn't anything new on it, and quite frankly, I didn't enjoy the interview at all. So I, I thought I wanted to mention that so, so you guys didn't listen to that because it got posted last night. Uh, in addition to that, COVID dystopia is now hitting uh, Melbourne, Australia, a recent arrest of a pregnant woman who's now, listen to this, facing 15 years in prison for speaking out against COVID, shows how badly Australia has succumbed to public tyranny. I mean, think about that for a second. It was an image that shocked Australia as went global. A pregnant woman handcuffed in her own kitchen in front of her children as police officers seized every computer, tablet, and cell phone in the house before frog-marching her off to the station. And this treatment that Australians are used to seeing meted out to a drug trafficker, suspected terrorist and child pornography rings, but it's Zoe Lee 
Bueller's case, her crime was a Facebook post. Zoe had tried to organize a protest against coronavirus restrictions in the place where the state of Victoria. For this, she was charged with incitement and now faces 15 years in prison. What in the world, guys? 15 years in prison for trying to put a protest march together? Oh, that's right. They don't have our Constitution, do they? You start doing stuff down there in America. They already have, they already got their guns yoked. They don't get to say things they want to say and do things they want to do because, you know, they're controlled by the, you know, England still pretty much as a monarchy. You know, the Queen, who's controlled through the Rothschilds. By the way, Pence is now saying that uh, he's going to attend an event hosted by QAnon and backers. Now, why would he do this? He spoke against them here, here a while, a couple weeks ago. Why is he doing this? Vice President and Mike Pence, Vice President Mike Pence and top officials from President Trump's campaign have slated to attend a Montana fundraiser next week, hosted by a couple who have expressed support for QAnon and conspiracy theories. The host of the fundraiser, Karen and Michael Borland, have shared QAnon memes and retweeted posts from QAnon accounts from the social media shows. Actually, that's what they're doing. And so now they're saying that Pence is going to support them. Why would they say this and why would the AP News carry this? Glad you asked. AP News is owned by the Rothschild Banking Cartel, as is Reuters. These are newswire services that distribute news to thousands and thousands of affiliates all over the world in their radio and TV stations and newspaper and print and magazines every day. And they tell their affiliates what the news is going to be. So when AP Wire runs a story exclusive that pences to attend a QAnon event, it tells everybody that QAnon is legit. Okay? But AP knows that QAnon is not, a, not legit. AP knows that QAnon is a CIA psychop. That's what it is. And so they're promoting it as being legit with the president and vice president attending it. Now, when they do that, what it does, oh gosh, is it reinforces all of the QAnon people and saying, see, it's real. The president's coming. See, th this is the point of all of this stuff. The QAnon psychop has become so powerful that it's allowed the patriot movement who supports QAnon to go docile. It's okay, we're going to have all these arrests. All Trump has to do is get back into office, and now we'll have our arrests. He couldn't do it his first term. He'll do it his second term. And people are so naive, they believe this. So when I see an article like this pop up on AP Wire, I'm like, well, that, that makes sense now. I mean, you know, why in the world would they not say this and promote this? Because they're the ones who are running the media and running it themselves. You know, they're, they're the QAnon psychop. By the way, Quebec, Quebec City says it will now isolate uncooperative citizens in a secret coronavirus detention facility. Zero hedge. Wait a minute. Authorities in Quebec City, Canada have announced they will isolate uncooperative citizens in a coronavirus facility, the location of which remains secret. So we're going to take you to a black ops prison complex that nobody knows where you are. We're going to slap a hood on you. So you can't tell where you were taken if you ever let loose. I guess we're going to do all that. And we're going to drag you in. Are they going to waterboard them while they're there? Are they going to pull out toenails and fingernails while they're there? I mean, is this... Oh, but again, Canada, another monarchy from the Queen of England. So you kind of think, what the heck? 
Yeah, that's where it's going, isn't it? By the way, there's a nationwide ammo shortage, in case you guys haven't noticed. And it's not getting any better. It's getting worse. Because people in the United States are doing exactly what Austin said. You know, we've had about enough. And we realize something big is happening. That's why I don't very rarely do I ever tell you to start storing food and all the other things that I talked about earlier today. Because, guys, it's one of those times. I mean, you get six months of canned food that you can just rotate off your shelf because you don't waste it, or six months of storable food you can keep for 20 years. It's a really good time to do that. I mean, it really, really is a very, very good time to do that. By the way, J.C. Penney has reached an $800 million rescue deal with landlords to avoid liquidation. Now, mind you, $800 million is a lot of money. But think about this for a second. 1.2 and 1.3 million billion billion dollars every hour. <laughs> that's how this how big J.C. Penney's still huge, and 800 million dollars will rescue them. And these guys are spending close to three billion dollars an hour right now, pumping up the markets. And that gives you just a certain indication of how strong this is, as far as the amount of money they're pumping in. Oh, by the way, Sharon. My wife and Lana, Austin's wife, are working on the Christmas presents for the 20 Thai girls. I mean, we have to mail this stuff like a month in advance. And uh, they have informed me they need some Barbie dolls. <laughs> we don't want it, but please, no transgender Barbies. And the girls are requesting Barbie dolls. And I'm like, well, at least we get some feminine mob Barbie dolls. At least, you know, we can whatever. And so if you, if you send us some Barbie dolls, you know, Please, you know, if you got some, just do me a favor. Send us some new ones if you don't mind, and and put some put a couple little outfits with each of them so they can change the clothes on them. Because the problem is, if we get a Barbie doll that's like been beat up and tore up, I mean, Austin used to take Barbie dolls and from a friend of his, Tabitha, and put firecrackers in the Barbie doll and blow holes in them. I mean, you know, blow off their heads and all kinds of crazy stuff when he's like six or seven years old. We don't need those kind of Barbie dolls, okay? So let's just get some new Barbie dolls non-transgender please and uh, and send to health masters I know that's an odd thing to ask for but these girls these girls have come from nothing they lived in huts huts with you know no windows and dirt floors and and now we're having them basically and helping them and and trying to allow them to go to school and go to college and learn about Jesus and help them Guys, I want to thank you, too, for all the support you've given me with these girls. I mean, adopting 20 of these girls, that's a pretty big deal. And I knew when I did it, though, I told Sharon, I'm going to ask our listeners to support us on this. And a lot of you go, well, I, he didn't ask me to support before he decided to do that. He can do it himself. That's okay. I'll do that, too. <laughs> Don't fuss at me. Jeez. But please, listen to me. Just, if you can, can if you can help us with the Barbary Dolls, please do so. And oh, also one thing. I, I did pray for you guys yesterday after the show later on today, and I prayed for you already this morning. And I had I had Teresa contact me this morning and say thank you so much for praying for us on a daily basis, guys. I do that, and uh, the reason I do that is because you guys are family to me, and I love you guys. And again, thank you for supporting us with your health masters purchases. You know, with your deodorant and multiple vitamins and. In your storable food, the, the, the organic stuff that we have, anything that you can do to help support the show makes it a lot easier for us. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Also, go ahead and finish up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely. You know, it's funny because I was talking to a buddy of mine last week about the whole Q thing and how so many people have become so blinded by it. And again, it, that's what that said. It's been used as a psychop to pacify people because you remember. Well, is it six, seven months ago? No, Hillary's going to prison. She's getting indicted. She's got to testify September 9th. Blah, 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 blah. 
never never had to testify. If you even saw a couple weeks ago the these uh, what was it the uh, where were we appeals for District of Columbia Circuit. So apparently she cannot be compelled to appear for a deposition between the State Department emails. A federal court appears federal appeals court ruled. They said basically that the federal judge said Clinton must appear again for the deposition, but the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit reversed the decision a few weeks ago. I told you guys I brought up that I would love for her to have to testify and actually have a deposition, but she's never going to. (laughs) There's not a snowball's chance on a blacktop asphalt in August in Florida that she's ever going to testify or have a deposition about anything she's ever been involved in. For some reason, whatever it is, whatever she's been involved in, how sinister and dark and sadistic it's been, she has full immunity to anything, at least on this earth, until she actually gets called out and the, on the other side. But she will be called for her crimes and her sins on the other side, but that's between her and God. But it won't be between us. I can tell you that right now, unfortunately. Now, I wish it was. <laughs> I wish these indictments, I wish all the stuff would go through, but I think a lot of people have realized now the whole the BS trail of Q that he's led us on for the last three years has been nothing but obfuscation. And it is what it is. Sometimes you get had. Sometimes you get duped. And not everybody's above you. At some point in time, you've gotten swindled or you've had the wool pulled over your eyes. Everybody has. And But as you get older, as you start realizing more things, you start seeing what really goes on, and that should happen less and less and less as you grow as a person. You have better cognitive thinking. Here's the issue we have. A lot of people that are were, I should say, really staunch patriots and really, really awake people had been so duped. They still now, because they've been so rattled and drug into the Q brigade, they refuse to see what really happened. Now, I'm not saying that means we quit at all. I mean, that means we have to push harder because that means there's nobody rooting for us on the top end. It's all of us. So we have to continue to speak the truth. And I encourage everybody to do so. Also, to another news, it's sad to me is all these things that are going on about the COVID and people being arrested and you know, all these situations. But at the same time, you have Netflix put out a film called Cuties. I'm sure you guys have already heard of this. I had heard about it a couple weeks ago, didn't think much of it, thought it was like a dance film. Some people were saying stuff, I was like, whatever. Um, I saw some articles today, Paul Joseph Watson, a few other people reposted some clips of it now that's been released on Netflix. Um, I don't recommend watching it on Netflix, two reasons. A, don't support the film. Anytime you watch a movie on Netflix, it increases revenue for them. They get money for it, and it shows them the algorithm. You're watching it, and you support it. B, it's extremely pedophilia-driven perversion. Uh, the clips that I've seen that people have posted have been nothing more than full-blown soft pedophilia entertainment. They're trying to poison as a dance-off. The footage, how they are shooting the footage, and the provocative and unbelievably sexual gesturing of these girls that are like, I think, 9, 10, 11 years old in this film is disgusting to me. I have two kids, so I'm, I'm highly offensive to this, but it doesn't matter. Even if you don't have kids, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize that if these girls were 16, 17, 18 years old, I'd already be like, okay, that's pretty weird, but they're not. I mean, these girls were like 9, 10, 11 years old. These are young girls, and they're gesturing and doing dance moves and stuff that 
absolutely should have nothing to do on film. But again, Netflix loves to support the homosexual agenda, loves it. That's why almost all the Netflix films that come out always have gay scenes in them. They love the pedophilia agenda, or they would never have allowed this to be published on their platform. Grossly disturbing. So I encourage, do not let your children watch it at all. Don't even watch it. If you want to read about it, read about it online. But I'm telling you right now, it's nothing you want to put in your brain. Very, very disturbing stuff. And again, this shows you what's really going on behind the scenes. While all this stuff's going on in front of us, they continue to push their pedophilia filth. And I'm glad to see a lot of the U.S. Marshals have been doing their job and a lot of rings have been breaking up lately, which is I'm glad to see. Hopefully, we continue to pray, continue to expose this stuff for what it is, and we see more and more of it happen. So again, thank you for the support of Health Masters. Forward this show. Speak up on the truth. Stand your ground on what's really going on. If you need anything, the product of the week on here, the Sublingual B12, incredibly good formula designed to increase natural B12 levels in the blood, help out with energy, and of course, vote for what you want to have win. Next week on Product of the Week, it looks like the zinc is already starting to win by a landslide. Uh, most people on here, my, our listeners, our family already know how important zinc is, what it does for the immune system, for reproductive health, and we've grossly seen it help out significantly with viral infections, especially recently on the uh, current climate of affairs with COVID. So thank you again for the support. Sign up for our free weekly newsletter. We put different news articles on there. We have different articles that we write, and we have Harrison write. We send out on a weekly basis. Thank you for the support of Health Masters again. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Stay on your ground. Continue to exercise, train, get in shape, stay healthy, and we're going to push through this and keep on fighting. I love you guys. Have an awesome night. I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. 